Hi, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the third season of the Body Laces podcast. We have made it to the opening day of the NFL season, and it and the game cannot come soon enough. My name is Bilal Malik, and this is my co-host, Trenton Cito. Trenton, after a long off-season break, we are finally here. How are you? How are you? And also, before anything, any, anyone complains, including you, Trenton, I want to apologize for any background noises that you may get picked up on my mic. I'm currently in a uh, open space recording this and can't turn off air conditioning. So if you hear the fan going, that's uh, that's what you're hearing. Bless air conditioning. Truly the uh, the star invention of <laughs> of our era <laughs> or before our uh, era. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would, of course, take the air conditioning over not having air conditioning so i can't complain yeah how are you doing (laughs) i'm absolutely fantastic i have not said that kind of intro for so long but i'm i'm bringing it back for this season our third season man can you believe we've been doing it for that long i mean we started this show in the playoffs of the uh, 2020 january and then we took it all the way up into march covid hit and then we Took a pause. We brought it back in September. Did the full. That was our first full NFL season, and uh, it's been roughly since May since we've gotten together. Um, we've both been pretty busy during that time period, as it is. But it's good to get back to doing things we love. And I mean, right now you and I are still sitting remotely, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to get uh, back in person shortly and. Uh, in a proper recording studio and not having to do these podcasts remotely, even though I feel like we've done pretty well for given the situation we've been dealt, but nothing beats being in person. So. Yeah. And uh, I'm already excited talking, talking ball. It's, it's good to be back. All right. Let's go. Let's get into it. So um, San Francisco, they took a quarterback named Trey Lance in the draft. And if I'm not mistaken, they traded up to get him. Yeah. Am I? Nope. No, right. they did. They did. Oh, they, they did? All right. Yep. Your pause gave me a little, uh, little, little hesitation <laughs> there, man. Man, so, it, it um, feels like so long ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It was back when we did our last episode. Um, so anyway, so the whole point now is will this – quarterback Trey Lance will he play because usually when he drafts a player in the first round quarterback he plays but San Francisco has another quarterback on their roster Jimmy Garoppolo coming back from a significant knee injury and as of right now Garoppolo has stated that he is the starting quarterback against the Detroit Lions even though Kyle Shanahan is not um announced it but Garoppolo said he's the guy so what do you think yeah uh Shanahan out here bringing out his inner Bill Belichick and not uh not saying anything too confirming of uh who the starting quarterback's gonna be but I I think it was decently clear that it was gonna be Garoppolo I mean Trey Lance doesn't have a ton of starting experience definitely a yeah definitely a developmental talent um you know go go with the guy who knows 
how to run the offense, have Trey Lance back there. And I feel like they're going to use him as a kind of Taysom Hill, you know, shake things up a little bit here and there. I mean, you saw hints of that, right, in the preseason. Like, yeah, I was watching one of the 49ers preseason games, and all of a sudden you see Garoppolo starts the game, and then and then you see, like, two plays in, you see, like, Trey Lance come in, and I thought, wait, they benched Garoppolo that fast? Like, he was only – he just was in the game. And then you see a couple of plays later, Garoppolo's back in the game. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we will see something like that come about. But you had to take some contents here, Trenton. Garoppolo took this team to the Super Bowl. Like he was playing in the Super Bowl two years ago, and then he gets the horrible knee injury the uh, the next year. The Ford Niners take a quarterback, but that doesn't mean um, that doesn't mean Garoppolo is not the guy. I mean, he's still a decently good quarterback who, in the right situation, can can lead the Ford Niners into the playoffs, like he's done in the before. Yeah, and if they have all their weapons back and healthy, I mean, they're if they have Raheem Mostert back, they're not missing any of their other, other running backs. They get George Kittle back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, if they even if they are running that kind of you know switching up the quarterback every drive or every few plays, that's hard. That's going to be hard for defenses to account for. And when you exactly. put in somebody like Kyle Shanahan who you know can scheme up the run game so well and he has all of a sudden an elusive quarterback that he can use to run he's he's gonna scheme something up and it's gonna be fun to watch yeah um it's gonna be very interesting to see and like you just mentioned like the 49ers issues last year were not just related to Garoppolo not being there half their it felt like half their team was like on injured reserve or like out at some point in the year so it'll be interesting to see in a brand new season a by the way it's a 17 game season now Trenton we are we're going to be playing one extra game so that'll change up a lot of things for a lot of different teams so uh, we shall see where it it takes us from here um, moving on now speaking of rookie quarterbacks uh, the Patriots have decided to go with their rookie quarterback Mac Jones. But here's the thing. They didn't demote their previous starter, Cam Newton. They outright just cut him, which was surprising to me. But at the same time, Newton missed some time uh, before the last preseason game uh, due to COVID reasons. And he's unvaccinated. So in my opinion, no coach is going to come out and say it because they're going to get in trouble. Hence, uh, Jackson Jaguars won this situation before in the past. But I think that played, in it, that played a role in uh, Newton's release. So what's your take on the situation? No, I totally agree with you. I mean, the, the quarterback is going to be at the helm of the offense. And if you have a quarterback that's unreliable and inconsistent, not just in play, but in being there physically themselves, then, you know, that's going to be a problem. And I, I never thought I'd see the day that Bill Belichick marches out there with a rookie quarterback, no starting experience in the NFL. But, I mean, <laughs> here we are. Um, I mean, he's probably seen something of them. I'm like, it's just, uh, I mean, 
it's one thing to give Mac Jones a starting job. It's another thing to just cut Cam Newton outright. Like, usually in these situations, you see the guy demoted to the backup spot. But if he was va- if he was vaccinated, in my opinion, I think he would still be on the team as the backup. But it's just that, you know, what, what if he gets sick again and he brings it into that quarterback room and he's jeopardizing Mac Jones's future and then that jeopardizes the team's future so I mean we'll see how it goes I haven't seen anything of Mac Jones to put me in a position of good or bad but we'll see all right uh continuing on We've got Carson Wentz, who's now the quarterback for the Colts, reunites with his former uh, quarterback coach. And was he also offensive coordinator for Carson Wentz? Uh, Frank Wright? Yeah, I believe he yeah. was. And there, during his uh, the Super Bowl run, which uh, Carson Wentz did not participate in. But uh, yes, Frank Wright is and Carson Wentz are reunited. And... Uh, if if anybody can fix Carson Wentz, I I believe it's him. I don't think anybody I mean, else can. Yeah, I agree with you that too. I mean, you got to look at the taking into context. This is 2017. Uh, the Eagles are one of the best teams in the whole league. Wentz is on pace for an MVP like season, and then he gets injured, and then he's out for the year, and then we know what happens next. Nick Foles takes the team. And win the Super Bowl. And get the statue. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Things went downhill from there for Nick Falls, though. Um, but uh, Wentz is an interesting situation because he had a foot injury and then he got COVID and then he recovers from COVID. And as of now, it's a full participant in practice. So he'll be playing against the Seahawks. Um, I mean, they did trade a third-round pick in this year's draft and a 2022 second-rounder for Wentz to Philadelphia. So after Philip Rivers' retirement. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays week one after uh, overcoming all of these issues that he's had to deal with. But uh, all we can do now is speculate, and uh, we shall see. Yeah, and I think he, uh, I think he definitely has a better offensive line and more offensive firepower than he did as part of an Eagles team that was <laughs> seeming to be running off people that were literally picked off from the street the night oh, before yeah. the games. Oh yeah, that Eagles team had. I wasn't happy there either, though. Like he, well, there was a lot of. Uh, that's why you see. There's a new head coach and. Philadelphia, there's a new quarterback in Philadelphia now. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things uh, play out with that team. But uh, Wentz has gotten a fresh start with a new team, with a familiar coach. So we shall we shall see. I and mean, that's all we can do right now. Yep. It's uh, week one is just beginning. Yeah. And uh, as week one begins, the Ravens' struggles continue at running back. Uh, oh man. I mean, the Ravens, they, they just lost their starter. They're 
their rookie running back, J.K. Dobbins, to a, a torn that ACL. Was, that was an unfortunate situation. Like, yeah. Honestly. And, and I mean, this is what happens in preseason, though. But, again, if you don't play him in the preseason, it could have happened in practice. It could have happened mm-hmm. the week one. So, I mean, injuries are part of the game. But, yeah, continue, please. Yeah, and, I mean, you said – it can happen at practice, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, they lost their, I believe their their third string running back, Justice Hill, who uh, tore his ACL, or no, not his ACL, his Achilles tendon in practice. And this is after he had missed the the last two preseason games with an ankle injury, except this Achilles injury was on the other leg. So not good for them. They're down to only one running back and uh they had to look around to see who they're gonna get and they signed i believe trenton cannon to their active roster and a familiar name Le'Veon bell to their practice squad Le'Veon bell on the practice squad what are your thoughts <laughs> Ooh, i feel like we talk about this guy often and usually it's not for good reasons and I mean, all right, let's take a step back here. Let's map out this guy's this guy's past like roughly five years, right? He's an outstanding player on the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And then due to contract negotiations, he sits out one year, goes over to the goes over to the Jets and uh is all right there, not I pretty subpar in most people's view. And then he goes to the correct me if I'm missing anything, okay, because this guy's has been pretty extensive history. Then he goes to the uh, the Chiefs and is basically inactive during the Super Bowl run, the second one. And then he requests to be like released or traded. I don't remember now, but traded, released from the Chiefs because he had some issues with Andy Reid, which I don't know how anyone could have any issues with Andy Reid. Yeah, how, how do you badmouth Andy Reid? What the heck? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You have to ask Le'Veon. And uh, now he's coming into the Ravens practice squad. Like, I don't know. I mean, yes, there is the potential he gets called up to the active roster because they may need him. But how good is he? I mean, he is 29 years old, but he also has comes with all this baggage, and he just isn't the same player that he was once was. Mm. It all went downhill after he started um, hold, after he held, he held out for that. So that's my yeah. take on him. No, I, I feel you. And uh, I, I just remembered now that last season – the Ravens had also brought in uh, Des Bryant onto their practice squad and then elevated him to the, to the active roster for, I forgot uh, about that. for a, a game or two or something like that. But then one of them, he tested positive for COVID right before it, it was a whole, it was a whole mess. And wasn't there like a situation where he was going to like retire or something then or I oh, feel like that's something right. came up like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Brian's right. also a very interesting person, but uh, that's a story for another time. Ravens are uh, 
collecting all sorts of personalities. But um, yeah, I think I think that about does it for our our biggest storylines, biggest most recent storylines, which happen to be. We will have we'll have much more next week to cover. But mm. uh, yeah, sure. Uh, keeping it close to home right now, we the Chicago Bears have their uh, injury the first injury report of the season come out, and um, there are a lot of names on this list. We got um, Eddie Goldman, Cleo Mack, Darnell Mooney, Robert Quinn, uh, and J- Dion Bush, J.P. Holtz, Eddie Jackson, just name a few. But the good thing, Trenton is that most of these players uh, were full participants in practice and usually players who are limited on Wednesday end up playing full on Friday and Jimmy Graham's on this list, but that was just because they gave him a veteran day off because when you're a vet, you earned the day off for the first practice of the week. So nothing, nothing here that scares me, and I feel like the Bears will be uh, pretty much at full strength going into the week one. Yeah, and, game against and, the Rams, and thank goodness because that's like five or six starters that are on the the injury report. That's uh, the Wednesday injury report doesn't scare me. It's usually the Friday injury report that uh, sees it. Um, we shall see what happens today when they do the Thursday injury report. That'll come out at some point in the afternoon. But um, good to see that uh, nothing to worry about here. Um, moving on, one thing that we did last year was we dissected the NFL.com's power rankings every week. And no one has played a game yet, but they have still put out the preliminary rankings to start off the season. So let's uh, run through the top 10. Uh, number one, Tampa. Number two, Kansas City. Number three, Buffalo. Number four, Green Bay. Number five, Baltimore. Number six, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Seahawks, Seattle, number seven. Uh, it's Seattle Seahawks. They didn't change their name. Just want to let you know. Um, number eight, Cleveland. Number nine, San Francisco. Number 10, Pittsburgh. What do you think of the top ten? It's, some names uh, here, some names here stand out to me, but uh, I want to hear your take first. Yeah, I feel like the Browns should be higher than the Ravens and the well, hmm. I mean Ravens and Rams. I feel like that's uh, it's a little odd that they're so high. Up there, I that's I was surprised with the Browns being up there. Even yeah, even the Rams. I feel I didn't feel the Rams were. I mean, what do I know? I mean, I don't have any hard evidence to base this off. Like, who, some of these teams could like drop 10, point, 10 spots next week, but I don't know. Like, the Rams at number six is something that uh, is high for me, and the Browns at eight. I know they were a good team, but I don't. The Niners and nine. I don't know how. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. But yeah, I don't know. It's I uh. Don't. I mean, the top top four. I feel pretty 
pretty solid about. I mean, Bucks, Chiefs, Bills, Packers. That's that's like pretty pretty much top four right there. But those are basically your safe bets. Yeah. Yeah, after that it gets a little murky. Yeah. We shall we shall see where this goes. Nothing much to dissect here, just to see. Uh let's scroll down to see where the Bears are at number 21. So um uh, I th- think they uh improve if uh, if it's a good game on Sunday night. I think they get up in the mid-teens. Because if we're playing the number six Rams and we play well, I say we deserve to move up into the mid teens. And I mean, I don't but, think I don't think twenty one's that bad. I mean, uh, that's right about about middle of the pack, right there. You know, and I I feel I feel like that's about where the Bears roster sits. Yeah, we shall see. I mean, all we have is basically two preseason games to uh, see where this team's at. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, at number three, at number thirty-two, Trenton checks out the uh, Houston Texans. Ah, uh, yes, the most most talented team in the league in terms of uh, religion. Jack Easterby, good job. I knew you'd like that. <laughs> that's 100% fact right now. Houston Texans on this power rankings are ranked 32. I did not make that up. Yeah. Um, that that book continues to grow longer. That that potential uh, New York Times bestseller <laughs> will continue to grow. It might take several volumes. You might need to pull one out every like, week. <laughs> just this, just to keep up with what's going on in Houston. Oh man. And uh look at look at the Lions at number 31. That's uh that feels familiar. Say, I mean it doesn't surprise me. They yeah. are the Lions. Lions so. fans, I'm sorry. I bet they're saying that about us. <laughs> over in Detroit but uh, at least our team's ranked our team is ranked uh, 10 spots higher so whatever alright moving on to some more rankings before the season starts the NFL.com has the quarterback index set up so uh, number one is Mahomes two is Rodgers three is Allen Four is Brady, entering year number 22. Uh, five is Lamar Jackson. Six is Wilson. Seven is Herbert. Eight is Prescott, even though I don't know why he's up this high. But uh, nine is Tannehill, and ten is Murray. Um, the surprise that came out to here, which I just mentioned, was Prescott, partly because he only played five games and I don't know why you can yes he almost did throw for 2,000 yards in those five games he ended up with but I don't see him I see him in the middle of teams if the, 
if you get what I mean here. Like, I don't see Dak Prescott as uh, the eighth best quarterback in the league, but that's just me. Yeah, the, the hype on him is real. That's that's for sure. Uh, I don't know. How isn't I there the hype every either. year though? There's a the hype every year. That's that is true. Um, yeah, it's gonna be hard to say, especially now that he's he's dealing with a little bit of a a shoulder injury that they're not sure if he's gonna be a hundred percent. Or some people say he's gonna be a hundred percent. It's it's just so so hard to tell. But I mean, I mean. Look at it, though. Um, the Cowboys don't have another option. First game is tonight. Dak Prescott is the best option that they have. But like you just said, we don't know if he'll be even 100% to go. And when you're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that defense, and then you have to compete with Tom Brady putting up points on the, side, on the other side, I Dak Prescott is not the guy at the moment. And look at it. When you put up 1,856 passing yards in five games, yeah, that's amazing. But there's something going wrong if you're throwing the ball that much that early the season. And it's like, at that rate, he's almost at 2,000 yards for five games. Who knows? Even if what if he finished that fifth game? Who knows what that number is at? But uh, yeah, there's there's something about this number that isn't sticking with me. But we shall see. Kirk Cousins rounds out at fifteen. Comes out at fifteen. Is he the fifteen mm. best quarterback in the league? Oh, I push him. I push him. I push him in the twenties probably. I I would say the same, honestly. Um, yeah, I I think I'd I'd push him to the to the twenties as well. I I feel like Baker Mayfield should be higher. Yeah, and I, I mean, feel he Matthew was, Stafford should be lower. Yeah, but yes, please go with Baker. Yeah, Baker was lighting it up at like the end of last season. I mean, he, he had. He, you see the improvement now with Baker when he's with Stefanski compared mm-hmm. to who he, Hugh Jack, not Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackson, <laughs> Hugh Jackson and Freddie Kitchens. You, you see the when I feel like the Browns may have found their stable head coach for once, and um, that has helped Ed Baker's uh, improvement like that. So. Yeah, and he's no. Yeah, can continue. He didn't have a preseason last season. I mean, none of none of the quarterbacks had a preseason last season because it was all it was all canceled. But I mean, you know, he go he has to go into a new system. He has to get you know this this chemistry with his wide receivers, and there was no chemistry early in the season because he had no preseason. But after that, that once he, once he got them more catches going down the line and all of a sudden they're putting up better offensive numbers. And I believe this, this past off season, uh, there was a story that he took the veteran wide receivers and starters to like their own little camp 
where they threw and he allowed all the rookies to hog up all the reps at mini camper or something like that. Um, but I, I, mean, I, I completely agree. He's, he's putting in the work is, is what I'm trying to get at. So I, I think he's definitely going to have better numbers this season. All right. I'm going to give you my take on a few quarterbacks here. We don't have to discuss them right now because again, we don't know what the base is off of, but I say Derek Carr goes down. He's at 11 right now. I say he needs to move down. Stafford needs to go down. I don't see Stafford ranked at 13. I feel that's too generous of a number. I feel like Ben Roethlisberger, who's at 16 right now, needs to come up a little bit, probably take that um, 11th spot that Derek Carr is at because he's still a good quarterback. I don't think Derek Carr is better than Ben Roethlisberger. And they put Trevor Lawrence up at 21, and the guy hasn't done anything yet, so I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that that whole trio of rookie quarterbacks, Zach Wilson at 20, Trevor Lawrence at 21, Mac Jones at 22, and they're above Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, Tua Tungavailoa, Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, Teddy Bridgewater, Jalen Hurts, Andy Dalton, Terod Taylor, Sam Darnold. Are, are those rookie quarterbacks better than all of those other quarterbacks who have experienced at least one year. That's uh, mm, I'd say no. <laughs> I, I I agree with you because again, I, there's nothing. There's no. We have no tangible evidence right now to base the to make our own rankings, but we're just going off of what has been made. But uh, we shall see where how these rankings fluctuate throughout the year, along with the power rankings. All right, so it is prediction time. The Ooh. first game is the first game is tonight, and we're already looking ahead to February 2022. Who is going to be the NFL MVP when the season is all over? Wow. Um, our last two have been quarterbacks. It was Mahomes two years ago. It was Rodgers last year, and I would say that this year it will be a second-year quarterback, Justin Herbert, who won Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. I think he's going to take another leap this year, and he's going to just blow everything apart. Um, it's a very fair pick, a very fair pick. Um, if I was to go for it right now, conventional wisdom would tell me to pick Mahomes, Brady, or Rodgers. But I'm going to go with the guy who was going to be the MVP until things kind of tapered down at the end of the season last year, in my view. And I'm taking Russell Wilson. Ooh. I feel like he is one of the best quarterbacks out there right now. His team respects him. I know there's a lot of drama in the offseason. He wants out, but I feel like his team respects him. He likes the team. Um, they're going to they had a good success last year for the most part, and I just think that he puts together a good year. 
Does he end in the Super Bowl? I don't know. But um, I think he's good enough for the MVP. Gotcha. And Offensive Player of the Year. Ooh. All right. I'm going to have to pick another rising uh, quarterback talent. I'm going to go with Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. I think he's going to spend another year in the offensive system, and he's just he's just a physical specimen. I mean, true. He he's yeah. got Mahomes' arm, and he's got the the rugged running style of like a, a Cam Newton. Roethlisberger. Right. I mean, you oh, can't take uh, you can't take Josh Allen down. He's just so yeah. big, so tall. I agree. Um, I feel that since I went Russell Wilson as my MVP. It's only fair that I go with him as my offensive player of the year because for all the reasons I mentioned earlier, it's just that this is just a new season. I feel like he's re-energized. He's got something to prove. And, if again, if he wins the MVP, then why wouldn't he win the offensive player of the year? But I get why you chose Josh Allen as well. Um, defensive player of the year. Ooh. There's a lot of a lot of picks that could go here. Of course, probably one of the the ones that most people would go for is Aaron Donald. I mean, he's won how many now? Two? I think like three. Two or three. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Um but I'm gonna go with Chase Young. I think Chase Young's gonna make another leap in uh, the Washington defense with Ron Rivera. And uh, he's going to get after the quarterbacks and he's going to be a menace to them on the edge. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with your pick right there. My pick is TJ Watt. Mm. I feel like he is a dominant force in that Pittsburgh defense has been there for a while. And uh, I mean, there's just something when in that Watt family in general, especially on the, the two brothers who play defense. Uh, I we feel don't, like talk, we Watt, don't talk about the offensive side. <laughs> well, he's a fullback. So, but again, even that's the, even that fits like the Watt brothers persona right they have the tough guy the tough guy playing the fullback uh, but I just think TJ Watt is a dominant player and he's going to be taking home the defense player of the year um, gonna, offensive we're, rookie we're going to get year. complaint mail that says uh, fullbacks are football players too <laughs> I never said they're not <laughs> They're not. They're not. Somebody, somebody, uh, uh take a clip of Law saying that. Hey, stop they're, they're football players stop, too. Stop uh, spreading the fake news around. <laughs> uh all right. Um, offensive rookie of the year. This is gonna be tough because there's so many rookie quarterbacks coming in, but. Man, I wanted to go wide receiver, maybe Devonta Smith, but I'm going to go with Mac Jones because I believe that 
if Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel saw something in Mac Jones and they're basically running the same system that Tom Brady's been running there for so long. It's that, you know, quick rhythm, short passing game, take some shots deep. I mean, Mac Jones can do that. And Mac Jones is elusive or at least fast enough, faster than Jimmy Garoppolo. He's like, he's like Jimmy Garoppolo, but faster. And Jimmy <laughs> Garoppolo was basically Tom Brady, but faster. So it's like, <laughs> oh, we all knew Tom, we all, I mean, we all knew Tom Brady was slow and he was never that dynamic threat. I mean, he can be sometimes every once in a while, but I'm also taking Mac Jones for basically all the reasons you have stated. There's a re- we all knew Cam Newton was not the long-term solution to replacing Tom Brady. And when you go out and draft this guy, you are drafting him with the intention of becoming that replacement for Tom Brady. And just the fact that he is like one of the few um, people who have like now fought fought their way into the starting lineup, like Trevor Lawrence. Um, he was given that spot, even though they said there was a competition between uh, Minshew and Lawrence. You knew that Lawrence was going to be the starting quarterback of the Jaguars. And I don't know if I fully believe in the, the Lawrence hype, at least for this year. That's not to say that he's going to be a bust or anything. That's not to say he's going to be a bad player. It's just that he's still playing on the Jacksonville Jaguars team that a year ago lost 15 straight games and now has a new head coach who has never really proven anything on the NFL level and a rookie quarterback. So I just don't know. Trevor Lawrence to be one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game. I just don't know if I see it this year. Even Peyton Manning had a terrible rookie season. He went 3-13 and and led the league in NFL picks for, I think, in the season and most picks thrown in the season by a rookie. So uh, Mac Jones fought his – fought his way to the top and the Patriots saw something like you said and right now he's my pick anything right. else to add? no I, I think you got it yeah <laughs> shall we move on to defensive rookie of the year let's go all right. Uh, there's quite a few intriguing options here. I'd love to bring out my inner Broncos fan and say it would be uh, Patrick Sertan at cornerback, but I'm going to have to go with a kind of out of left field pick here and go with uh, Zaven Collins, who's projected to be the left inside linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, let me, let me just uh, put it here. Zayvon Collins, six foot four, 260 pounds at inside linebacker. And the first thing that comes to mind is Brian Erlacher. And I mean, Zayvon Collins for his size and weight, is so fast 
and I can just see in Vance Joseph's three four scheme, Zayvon Collins is just going to be flying everywhere. He's going to be racking up the tackles in the middle. He'll be able to pursue to the edge. He's going to be able to blitz. And man, if you're trying to throw something over the middle over a guy who's six four to some tiny slot receiver who's going to run into this guy at 260 pounds. You're not going to get anybody who wants to volunteer to go up the middle. I mean, that's a very valid point right there. Um, for me, I'm taking uh, Micaiah Parsons, the Cowboys linebacker. Mm. The Cowboys defense in general, Trenton, over the past few years hasn't been the best and like they've been trying to find people in there to replace uh like sean lee i think was the most he wasn't durable though but he was a good leader a good player to get in leighton vanderesh and the cowboys who you can famously recognize on the field was like his mm-hmm. back his neck brace yeah but the cowboys defense hasn't been good and maybe yeah. This is the year they find someone to plug up the middle and uh, kind of return to what uh, everyone expects of it to be. Yeah, I mean, Micah Parsons is like that that kind of fast hybrid middle linebacker that you're looking at. You're talking like the Roquan Smith or the, the Devin Bush, or even like Ryan Shazier, just – so fast, so physical, so athletic to be able to play. I mean, it's so, I feel like it's so overused, but sideline to sideline type middle linebacker. So I I totally get where you're going with that. Exactly. Um, Who's your comeback player of the year? Oh, oh man. There's so many players. (laughs) There's so many players that, uh, that were lost last season. Um, Not even lost, exactly. Just we didn't play yeah, as well. Right. Um, dang, I'm going to go with Jameis Winston. I'm going to. Uh, this is solely based off of the performance that he had in the Jacksonville Jaguars preseason game. I mean, just to see him light up the field like that with two huge touchdowns, it just feels like uh, he finally has someone now with Sean Payton who is, like, they're not going to mess it up. Like, Sean Payton, like, this is what all the analysts say on TV, that Sean Payton has an established system that he's worked with Drew Brees for, it's been like, what, 2006 now? So it'll be like 14 years, 15 years, roughly. And they have something that works. And I think Jameis will be fine. I mean, how about the story behind it? Jameis Winston going from basically laughing stock of the league, you know, oh, he, he throws interceptions to everybody he sees. He throws more passes to the defense than he does the offense. For him LASIK to, surgery. It's yeah. LASIK surgery to fix his eyes. <laughs> for him to be able to come back and hopefully put together a an amazing season. I mean, it, it might not be Drew Brees kind of numbers from, you know, Drew Brees, the, the Super Bowl. But it's times, probably, but... It'll probably be a good production and mm-hmm. uh, it'll be good for him. He needs that. Yeah. All right. So Trenton, closing out the show, 
uh, with a new season comes a new um, season of picking the games as we have did last year. My so, redemption uh, season. Redemption season we, for me. <laughs> we shall see. So, Trenton, <laughs> Cowboys at Buccaneers tonight, the first game of the year. Who are you taking? Let's go, Bucks. All right. Jaguars at Texans. Ooh, who are you picking? Wait, did I get my pick? No, you didn't give me first. No, oh, not for bad. the first one. Buccaneers. I'll, I'll take the win though. If you don't, if you uh, if you default, and, uh, <laughs> Buccaneers. I'm taking the Texans on the next game. I'm gonna go Jaguars. Uh, Chargers at Washington. Chargers. Washington. Seattle at uh, Colts. Uh, Seattle. Seahawks here too. Uh, Jets and Panthers. Uh, J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm taking the Jets as well. Vikings at Bengals. Bengals. Bengals here. Cardinals and Titans. Ooh. Uh, Cardinals. Titans. Uh, Niners at Lions. 49ers. Let's go. Niners here. Uh, Steelers at Bills. Let's go with Buffalo Bills. Same here, Buffalo. Eagles at Falcons. Ooh, Battle of the Birds. Let's go Falcons. Falcons. Uh, Browns at Chiefs. Mm, this is a tough one. Chiefs. Playoff game rematch. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, Packers at Saints. In Jacksonville. Oh, Saints. Saints as well. Broncos at Giants. You know, I got to go uh, Broncos here. Taking the Giants. Oh. Uh, Dolphins at Patriots. Let's go with uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Uh, same here, Patriots. Uh, Bears at Rams. Bears. Got to support the home team. Bears. And Ravens at Raiders. Let's give me the Raiders. I am taking the Ravens. So that does it. Um, Trenton, I wish you a healthy and prosperous NFL season ahead. And I can't wait to talk to you every week. And once again, beat you and I will pick them. Oh. And (laughs) And hopefully we get to record in person very soon. Yeah, I uh, I had a lot of fun and looking forward to spend another season with you, Bilal. Right back at you, buddy. Except I'm going to win. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we shall see. All right, so um, thank you all for listening to the By the Laces podcast, and we'll be back next week. Recapping week one, looking forward to week two. Enjoy uh, the NFL season, everybody. Oh, backs for the win.